Hello, and welcome to the Elk River Lutheran Church Powered by Love podcast, recorded in beautiful downtown Elk River, Minnesota, right on the banks of the Mississippi River. Today we'll explore the Bible, life, and faith. So sit back, relax, and enjoy some sacred wit. To be powered by love is a spiritual thing, more than a feeling. To be powered by love Don't take money Don't take fame Don't take no credit card To ride this train It's strong and sudden It's cruel sometimes But it might just save Your life To be powered by love Pastor Nathan here, Pastor here at Elk River Lutheran I'm Lisa Sampson, Director of Children, Youth, and Family Ministry Jeremy Hulkus, Intern Pastor and I'm Taylor Quinn, the Director of Music Ministry and Worship. And welcome. Uh, welcome this morning. We are talking about our mission statement, trusting in God's grace and accepting joyful community, serving God and neighbor. And so we'll be thinking about these different pieces. Thank you to everyone who's chiming in and sharing which part of that mission statement resonates most with you individually. It's fun to see uh, your comments there. And uh, yeah, look forward to more conversation about this. Uh, we have a prayer of the day here that actually incorporates some of these elements statement as well. And so uh, we're going to continue here now with that. Do you want to lead us yes. in it, Jeremy? Let us pray. Holy God, you have called this church to be serving, welcoming, accepting, joyful, and grace-filled. Strengthen us in our joy through Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. Amen. Well, so this theme for this morning uh, is focused around our mission statement, these things that God calls us to. And uh, this morning we also have a scripture reading that I think also does a good job at getting at uh, some of what God calls us to. It comes from John chapter 15. And so we're going to continue now with that scripture reading and uh, invite you to give a listen. Thank you to Larry Cook for being our reader this morning. So, uh, Larry, here we go. The scripture today is John 15, verses 8 through 17. My Father is glorified by this, that you bear much fruit and become my disciples. As the Father has loved me, so I have loved you. Abide in my love. I have said these things to you so that, you may, that my joy may be in you and that your joy May be complete. This is my commandment that you love one another as I have loved you. No one has greater love than this to lay down one's life for one's friends. You are my friends if you do what I command you. I do not call you servants any longer because the servant does not know what the master is doing. But I have called you friends because I have made known to you everything that I have heard from my Father. You did not choose me, but I chose you. And I appointed you to go and bear fruit, fruit that will last, so that the Father will give you whatever you ask him in my name. I am giving you these commands so that you may love one another. This ends the reading.
Well, thank you, Larry, uh, for sharing that scripture reading with us this morning. That uh, John 15 is one of my one of my favorite readings in the whole Bible, and so uh, I think we'll think a little more about how that ties into our mission and who we are as a church and who we're called to be as people of faith here in a moment. Uh, but we'll continue with now is the sermon short, and I uh, I should give a little warning. This is not the shortest sermon short we've ever had. Oh. I like to think about it as four really short sermon shorts or one. <laughs> A little bit longer sermon short. And so uh, we're going to continue with that, this uh, little sermon video, and uh, it talks about the mission. So uh, let's go ahead and give a listen, and then uh, we'll invite you into some conversation around the questions about how does this mission statement reflect well who we are as a church, uh, how do we live that out as a church together, and how do we live that out as people of faith as individuals. And so uh, that's where we'll be talking about uh, following this sermon. Trusting in God's grace and a certain joyful community. Serving God and neighbor. Hi everybody, it's Pastor Nathan, and did you know that Elk River Lutheran has a mission statement? And it's actually pretty core to who we are as a church. And you actually just heard it. But here it is again. Trusting in God's grace and accepting joyful community, serving God and neighbor. Today I want to touch on some of those key points of our mission statement. And to do that, I'm calling on my son Stanley to help. So you'll see Stanley in these videos, as well as possibly appearances from our son Teddy and our dog Murray. So keep an eye out for those two crazy guys. But casual Pastor Nathan and Stanley, take it away, starting with Grace. So uh, this is Stanley. Stanley, how old are you? I'm five. Are you really five? No. How old are you? I'm six. Are you really six? How old are you? Four. 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 Yes, you are four. And you're going to share some wisdom with us, right? Yes. All right, let's hear it. Stanley, do you know what grace is? Yes. Lord Jesus, be your blessed. <laughs> so that is kind of grace, isn't it? Well, grace, another thing that grace is, that's table grace. When we talk about God's grace, we talk about a gift. So here's what I think grace is. Grace is like this. Me just giving you a gift, saying, here you go, this is yours now. Do you like grace? You like grace? It's pretty good, isn't it? But you know what else? You do have to share it with your brother and maybe mom and I. Yeah, I will. That's the law and gospel together. Yeah. Law and gospel, baby. <laughs> the law are those directions that God gives us, like the Ten Commandments, laws for us to follow. When Jesus summarizes the Ten Commandments and the law in general, he says this, You shall love the Lord your God and love your neighbor as ourself. The law is for us to follow, and the law really does two things. The law, one, it makes our lives better. Our lives are better when we treat each other well, when we don't lie to each other or hurt each other. Our lives are better when we're in a good relationship with God, when we're not coveting what our neighbor has. Our lives are better when we follow the law, and so the law is meant to make our lives better. But the second thing the law does is that the law helps us to see our need for forgiveness and grace because we don't always follow the law perfectly. 
we fall short. And so the law helps us to see that, man, we are really in need of God's love and forgiveness. So the law is good and important. But the gospel, <laughs> the gospel is the really good stuff. God's grace and love come to us as a free gift. Like your dad giving you a whole big bag of gummy worms on a Tuesday night for no reason other than that he loves you. God gives us unending love and grace and forgiveness for no other reason than that we are God's children and God loves us. That's grace. Yeah, I really like grace. <laughs> Me too, Stanley. I love grace too. The next point we want to touch on from the mission statement is accepting. And when I think of all the ways that Elk River Lutheran is accepting of all people, one of the biggest and brightest examples is that we are a Reconciling in Christ congregation, an RIC congregation, which means that we intentionally welcome and celebrate members of the LGBTQ plus community. Each year we have an RIC Sunday where we've invited an LGBTQ pastor or church leader to come and speak. And every year I've been so impressed with them. We've been so blessed to hear their voices. It makes me sad to think about all the years where their voices maybe would not have been welcomed into the church in the same way or where there are churches that still wouldn't welcome them in today. Our church is so blessed by our LGBTQ siblings in Christ. And of course, our work at being accepting goes far beyond just our RIC status. We work at being accepting of all people with a welcome that acknowledges and celebrates our differences while not letting those differences separate us. When we're doing well with accepting, being joyful practically comes naturally. So let me bring back my helper to talk a little bit about joy. We're going to be talking about joyful. What do you think it means to be joyful? Friendly. Friendly, I like that. Okay. How about, should we tell some jokes to help people have some joy? Should we tell some jokes? Okay. Why don't you tell us a joke? I told my mom she was drawing her eyebrows too high. <laughs> she looked surprised. <laughs> That's a good one. I like that one. Do you have any other favorite jokes that we've told? Why did do cows have buzz around their neck? Because their horns don't walk. <laughs> See, that's so good. Good joyful joke, Stanley. I think joyfulness is smiling and having a good laugh about a kid telling jokes. But that also might just be happiness, which is a good thing. But I think true joy involves real relationships and even vulnerability. I feel real joy when Stanley is telling me jokes, not only because he's a cute, funny four-year-old, but because he's my cute, funny four-year-old. I was there when he was born. Heck, I've taken him to the emergency room. I've snuggled him when he's sick. He's hugged me and said, I love you, Dad. We've done life together, and so we really, really experience joy together. I think that's what the Bible is getting at when it says, may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing so that you may abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Joy is connected to hope and peace and it's rooted in relationships. The key to our experiencing joy as a church is our relationships with each other. When we do life together, both the fun stuff and the hard stuff, then we can really experience joy together. 
The last part of our mission statement is serving God and neighbor. And really, we serve God by serving our neighbors. Over the years, this has taken on a lot of different shapes for the church. We've done food drives and sent volunteers to care, our local food shelf. Maybe you remember when we did a big toilet paper drive right before the pandemic hit and all of a sudden toilet paper was in short supply? That was crazy. <laughs> As a church, we own our own bounce house so that we can participate in and host downtown events where families can come and enjoy fun together. I missed those events this past summer, but they'll be back and I'm confident that we'll continue to find new, fun ways of serving our neighbors as a church. During this pandemic, so many of you have continued to serve through the church in a variety of new and adapted ways. You're making scripture reader videos, recording music to be spliced together and shared in worship, giving financially, although not in a brass offering plate, handing out communion on a stick at drive-in church, and of course, just showing up. I don't think we can underestimate the power of just showing up right now. Showing up for our worship services and connecting with each other online is great, but also still showing up in real life. Showing up as you call each other, check in with the people you care about, whether they are a part of this church or not. Showing up is serving God and neighbor. Thank you for being the church and for living out this mission together. Say it with me if you would. Trusting in God's grace and accepting joyful community, serving God and neighbor. Amen. Thanks, everybody. I think that guy makes some good points, don't you? He think? does. He yeah. Does. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> it's really weird watching yourself, preaching to yourself, I guess. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But it is so fun to think about our mission statement and how it guides our life as a church. And it's super interesting, I think, too, to think how it guides our church differently this last six months. And yet it's the same same statement, same mission, just uh, in some different shapes and forms. So the, the first question we want to kind of invite you all into, and you know, we'll have some conversation around this too, is about the mission. I shared some examples of how we as a church live this mission statement out, but uh, you know, how do you see this mission statement in action at Elk River Lutheran Church? I mean, do these words fit who we are as a church? How do we see it in action? Absolutely. You all can chime in too. Yeah. I would say for me, like being a student as well as an employee, the grace-filled piece is my favorite. And I feel like it gives me permission to learn and grow and to make mistakes and to try again. And knowing that I'm serving and working in a community that just goes, okay, well, that was good or, oh, that was absolutely terrible, but still says, you know, we value as who you are. For me, that's making me feel like I'm growing as a leader. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that's incredibly powerful for me. Yeah, you definitely see this mission statement reflected in our people and that's encouraging i i just sincerely love working for this church because this mission statement is reiterated and it's lived out mm -hmm. i mean obviously there's always room for opportunity room to mm -hmm. grow and in, in different aspects but overall i think this whole mission statement just really helps guide us and it's yeah. and it's lived out that's the mm -hmm. beautiful thing about it right. i noticed right away when i came last winter that, that you guys know your mission statement. You know, mm -hmm. that it is part of the fabric of who we are here. And that's yeah. really great. Mm -hmm. 
I think it's so fun that joyfulness is a part of it. You know, I think, mm-hmm. you know, I've looked at a lot of church mission statements over the year, and that isn't obviously, isn't always a part of them, you know, and yet it, it is such a core part of who we are as a church, I think, is enjoying that joyfulness, the playfulness, the silliness, which I think, you know, kind of like I said in that sermon short video, I think it is fed by a depth of relationships. You know, mm-hmm. I think you can really only experience true joy when, with people when you've also experienced not joy together like harder times and stuff it makes the real joy deeper than just the kind of surface level happiness and stuff and uh and and i think it's just such a neat thing that that's part a part of this church's identity and the mission statement because it is so deeply theological the bible Mm -hmm. talks about joy all the time uh and yet as far as church mission statements go it's kind of a rare a rare bird now now that you say that that's right i think We've lived into that joyfulness. I, I've I've always appreciated too that we don't take ourselves too seriously, yeah. and that we do have fun, and and that there's also meaning in that. Yeah. You know, it's beyond just being entertained. There's a depth in. I love what you said. The depth of relationships. And well, when you're walking together and you're serving together and you're and you're doing all those things, that creates a joyful presence because mm-hmm. we trust each other. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Yeah, John and Connie said the Zoom and Facebook events where we can interact and also draw on others, including those who are not in our congregation. I think that sense of like in the middle of a pandemic when we're all in the digital landscape, there's enough happening where we can just simply be together Mm -hmm. as much as grow together. And I think there's this really great opportunity there. So thanks for pointing that out, John and Connie. Mm Yeah. I think it's undoubted that we've that we've created uh, cultivated the characteristic of welcoming of accepting. Yeah. I mean, I think every time every time someone new comes in, they always say how welcoming we are and and there and that goes beyond it sometimes and you feel like you want to participate and contribute when you feel like you belong to a community. Yep. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. You know, I think um for me, as I was putting together this sermon short video, that, that clip from Elk River Fest last year uh, both brought me so much joy and happiness, uh, you know, equally paired with the sadness of missing those kinds of events. But I, I love that way of, of serving our community, of just being, you know, right in the hub of downtown and mm-hmm. and just you know, serving via that location, kind of taking advantage of that with the with the bounce house and participating in the different events, hosting events like our block party and stuff. And um, it, it's it's something that I've missed so much and longed for, and, and it, it'll come back. It will, you know, and uh, because it is a core part of who we are and a part of our, you know, how we use this location building, not just for ourselves, but, you know, by serving, serve our community via that uh, location. Yeah. And I was reminded, too, the toilet paper photo. <laughs> yes. Um, I have had gotten a few emails shortly after the pandemic started about the irony of, of donating a truck and a half full of toilet paper yeah. right before there was a shortage. Mm-hmm. Uh, one, how powerful that was. But the other thing is that idea came up a couple weeks before we started it. And yeah. that response filled a truck and a half. Right. right. I mean, that's a congregation mm-hmm. who begins to see itself as valued in serving. Mm-hmm. And I think that's incredible. No, I think it's true. I think when you see the need, you respond. And I just have always appreciated that yeah, in this exactly. church. You bet. Yep. Well, you know, I think one of the turns then, too, is to think about, uh, so how how does this mission statement maybe speak to who we are as individuals? How does it, you know, guide our personal lives of faith as well? Because it is who we are as a church, but I think... Um, 
it could serve as a mission statement for us as individuals too. Um, and maybe another thing is maybe you have a different kind of mission statement too. You know, this reading from John uh, 15, there's a couple of lines that in it that I think are very mission focused. Uh, one is uh, verses 11 and 12 where it says, I have said these things, this is Jesus speaking. Uh, he says, I have said these things to you so that my joy may be in you, that your joy may be complete. This is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. There's so much of what our mission statement is that's kind of, you know, paraphrased by what Jesus is saying. Or rather, our mission statement is paraphrasing what Jesus teaches and speaks about, you know, where, you know, joy is an important you know, characteristic that Jesus wants us to know. And, you know, it's about loving and serving one another. That's the commandment that comes with this grace that we know we won't always fulfill it perfectly. And so, you know, I, I, I think that just brings me back to this kind of question and thinking about how is it that this mission statement is not just for us as a church, but for us as individuals too. So when you think about trusting God's grace and accepting joyful community, serving God and neighbor, what does that mean for you and you and you and you? And you and you and you and you and you, right? As individuals. And I guess that gets to it, our question. How, how, uh, which part do you lean into? That's the kind of the question yeah. that we mentioned early on yeah. is uh, what is the part that, that you resonate most with? Yeah, yeah this, is, this, this mission statement has, has been a guide for me. Yeah. I, like I said earlier, I love working for this church. And every Sunday and even Thursdays for yeah. Sacred Wit. <laughs> okay. I'm reminded of, of the goodness of, of faith and the people practicing that faith. And, and it makes me think about my, my opportunity, way, needs for opportunity, you know, ways of growth and whatnot. Sure. And this seriously guides me throughout my whole life. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I would say for me, like I have a personal mission statement of make at least one person smile every day. Um, and it's something that yeah. I started in high school and just had this notion that I wanted people to smile and kind of encounter life differently. Um, and so for me, that was the sort of guiding principle. But when we add this mission statement on top of that, all of those things surround how do we bring joy and welcome and acceptance and grace to those conversations with people. And for me, it just becomes this place of figuring out who I'm called to be in the midst of that. And I think they're, they all wind together. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, years ago, um, our church was rebranding and, and doing their own a new mission statement. And so they challenged families to do one. And so when my kids were little, we sat down at the table and said, all right, what's, it, what's important? And being nice and neighborly and telling sure. the truth and all those kinds of things came out. And it was really fun to have their input on that. And what we found was is that it was a good roadmap for us when the kids were you know, and forgetting what they're, to bring them back to that, you know, and, and calling it a mission statement, a family mission statement was kind of cool. I love that idea of creating a family yeah. mission statement. Yeah. Oh, just love it. Well, and you shared a little bit too, what you're planning to do with the Zoom kids. Yeah. Thing. Do you, you want to sure. share some of that or is we're that be... top secret until no. we get there? No. <laughs> no, we're going to be using our names and we're going to be starting to form our own mission, a personal mission statement, kind of like what you were talking about, how you use that one of, of bringing the things that are important to you and that you see in yourself, your gifts that you can share. And so we'll yeah. be doing that during Zoom Kids today. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So do you guys know yours? I was personal mission. Mission. Well, you whip through your name faster yeah. oh, than anybody. I was like taking through. <laughs> Neat, awesome, tall, handsome. Uh, and? And 
nerdy is what Jeremy what, yeah. said because I couldn't think of a second N and so Jeremy filled in nerdy which is actually probably the most accurate one of all of them so accurate um, but yeah so uh, Zoom kids you can show up and do that or, parent, or adults maybe you can drop in the comments uh, what, what yours would be <laughs> yeah but I think uh, I think all of these different elements you know for us to think about you know these, these are core tenets of the Christian faith to understand the, the role of God's grace in our lives what it means to be accepting joy Joyful and serving God and neighbor. I mean, that about sums it up. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. that really is the call to this life of faith. And I think it is really best lived out when we are doing it together. You know, yeah. when we are, you know, putting these things into practice together, because then we're there to support each other, to experience those different elements, but also to, you know, nudge each other back onto track. Like you talk oh, about, yeah. the, you know, your mm-hmm, kids when mm-hmm. they're, you know, drifting and forgetting some getting of those core tenants, getting mm-hmm. in the weeds, back let's get back. Road. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I think we need that accountability and that kind of accountability with love. And that's what a community can offer. And I, I love that about the church and, and about this church. So. Well, thanks for joining us. You can find more information about Elk River Lutheran Church at our website, elkriverlutheran.org. And if you'd like to give to support this podcast and the other ministries of the church, just click that Give button at the top of the homepage. Thanks again, and have a great week. Don't take money, don't take fame, but it might just save your life to be powered by love.